Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hello, again, back again with Luke and Phil. We're going to be talking about budgeting today, budgeting, the psychology behind budgeting, psychology behind spending, should you be spending your money? I'm kind of scared for what Phil's going to start saying. I know you're talking generally, but sometimes it can feel like a personal attack on my spending habits, but it's all right. Um, no, okay, cool. So we're going to get into that and uh, maybe have a few budgeting hacks as we go along um, if your spending habits are in the right in the right place. So what should people think about when they're spending? Like if they're wanting to start a budget, should they be thinking about their spending habits first or... Sarah, I think firstly, you should have printed out three months worth of your bank statements and bought them along. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> well, luckily we downloaded them in the other <laughs> <laughs> I had some we prepared earlier. I'm going to be honest, I'll put my hand up here. I, I hate budgeting. Yeah, me like, too. I do it at a high level as such and kind of know what's up, but I... Oh, the thought of sitting down and sort of... I mean, I did it as a phase of my life to re-correct some decisions I was probably making mm-hmm. but I do prefer having a cash flowy type spreadsheet to, to <laughs> for a <for laughs> shock to work out what Righto. what things look like and then encourage me to be creative to uh, to find ways to plug, plug holes and stuff but but it may surprise some people that an accountant does actually not enjoy budgeting too much yeah mm. oh look likewise I've been uh, in the same boat and I think most people as they go through life have been there and go well I'll do a budget righty 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 right it sucks mm. <laughs> we're not you do it you, you do a budget and you feel good yeah yeah but then ultimately nothing changes do you can your actions back up your budget yeah, mm. yeah. you feel productive but mm. you know are you actually yeah. making a change or not but what was the actual well, sorry, what was the question? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you went on a bit there, you yeah. two, didn't you? First step, um, <laughs> first step of a budget. So yeah, well I guess if you're wanting to start a budget or create one, like where should you go from there? Should you be thinking about your spending habits before? Google it, there's or? templates. Yeah, there'd be wicked templates these days, I'd say. Yeah. And yeah. find something that's not too technical because that, that I think is what people do is they end up getting what's it analysis paralysis or something where there's so much detail and they're like oh i don't think i have those things and then they give up so what's what what's your income so what do you get paid after you pay pay tax what comes in each month or fortnight or whatever and then what do you spend so what things have to go out and then what things potentially could go out and you know and then what what does that say that you're going to be left over with so keep it really really simple maybe even don't even get a spreadsheet or a template just write something down on a bit of paper and go hey if i make this amount this is what's going to come in and if i go right well i got my rent i've got food i've got a bit of fuel uh, i've got some assurances whatever those things are Mm. you can very quickly do a bit of a high level telly and go well that's either not enough money i need to go hustle somewhere else or shit i'm moving back home um, yeah. or should i'm moving into phil's house and yeah. i haven't told him yet but it's a good time to probably let you know mate I'm gonna, oh, so yeah funny, yeah did your wife tell you this? No. <laughs> True, yeah. well, i think you're bang on there budgeting uh, simplistically is just money in and money out mm. and what's left over um mm. and I, I like your suggestion of uh where the money's going out categorizing it on headings that are really like needs versus wants you know yeah. we, we we need to eat um we need to have somewhere to live you need to put clothes on your bank you probably 
need or should have some form of insurance and everything else is just going to be wants yeah. um, and then making sure that there's enough uh, money for emergency stuff that pops up uh, and importantly having a goal mm. you know what why are you doing a budget you obviously want to try and achieve something to either change the position that you're in so either get more money for a holiday or buy money for a car or pay yeah. off debt whatever it looks like and then plan out how long it's potentially going to take you based on your little budget that you've done yeah. and you know it might take you 12 months two years and if that's too long for you then you're going to have to look at the money going out and of the stuff that's in there variable months to month that's perhaps the wants rather than the needs then you need to look at it and make some decisions it is a very good habit to get into at a young age because we meet with business owners all the time that they don't have a budget for their business and you think oh okay mm. you know like as much as we sort of take take the fun out of it a little bit and say it's boring, it, it still serves a massive purpose. And I think Phil touched on a very good point where, you know, most people don't budget for um, an emergency or a health hiccup or, or whatever. And you've got to think about those things because you've either got to insure against it. So, mm. you know, for, you, for the listeners, I mean, I mean, I was the same. My wisdom teeth didn't come out for till well late into my 20s, but a lot of my mates, bang, all of a sudden they're like, I got a four grand bill. Mm. And, and it's the first major fright in your early 20s of shit. How do you just come up with 4K? Like, mm. what, Is that a result of you hitting puberty late? Yeah, definitely for me. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was quite 100%. blessed. So, yeah. So for me, I was 33 before my wisdom teeth came out. But, you know, that, that those are the sorts of things that if you put good habits in place early, then you can flow them through to whatever you end up getting. You might get into a really good job at a at a business and say, hey, where, where's the budget? And they'll go, oh, we don't have one. You'd be like, well, that seems a bit stupid. Let me help put that together. Or you might start your own business and, okay, what's this budget look like? Or you can help people with it. And it's a skill that if you can, if you can master it, or even just have some understanding of it, you'll be miles ahead of other people, mm. and you'll think about things like, okay, this budget doesn't factor in the fact that, you know, my teeth may need to be fixed, or I could get sick, or I've got a mate's wedding to go to in fifteen months' time, and that's going to cost four grand by the end of it. So how much do I need to save to be able to pay for that instead of? getting two months out thinking shit now I need to get a cue card or a credit card or whatever to mm. pay for the flights or, or whatever mm. those things are and you're always going to have I mean it's not to say a budget's going to solve that no. but it will get your brain thinking about what the possibilities are of income and costs budgets aren't the silver bullet the you know from what we've seen or I've seen at least uh, they seem to be set and forget yeah. people put a lot of time and energy into going great I've got this budget now all of a sudden my life's better well, it's actually an ongoing thing because you've got to uh, set the budget and it might be a fortnightly or weekly or monthly, however you decide to live. And the most important step is checking what is actually happening in your life against the budget. Mm. There's no point going and setting a budget if you're not going to see what changes are happening. Uh, mm. Otherwise, you're not going to know where to make the change. If you're the type of person that's all geared up and fizzed up to do a budget and then it's all great for four weeks and then it goes on the back burner you're probably going to be better off spending those hours looking at yourself and understanding how you spend money mm. and what drives your purchasing decisions and then learning how to put in place strategies to stop you making those dumb decisions so you've got the cash in the bank at the end of the month yeah especially at that uni time you know say you go move out of home for the first time and you've got the temptation of the course related costs 
I'm sure they're still doing those. Definitely. I mean, I took those took every year. Me too. Um, Hell yeah. Every year. And then you got the the 150, well, what, I don't know what it is these days, where you can borrow that each week and, yep. and use that for your spending money. Like, those decisions have hangovers right through, like, literally. Yeah. Um, they have yeah. hangovers right <laughs> through your 30s. Like, I've still got mates that are just clearing their student loans or, or going yeah. to or about to, and you know, that then it ends up affecting... Um, you for a, a, almost a decade so that's mm. 10 years that you're thinking in the background like holy shit I've got to pay tax and my student sure. loan and you feel defeated mm. you know, by, by your job almost that you've gone and got this debt to go and get but if you don't need that money and don't need to make those decisions to because you're using it for bad habits then try to avoid it because you will have to pay it back down the track at some stage and you end up resenting it and, mm. and, it, and it costs you more in the long run as well because you have your time thinking about it and potentially interest if you end up going overseas and things like that. So yep. make sure that you're just thinking about the repercussions of your spending habits, even when you don't have much money, especially if you're spending money that isn't yours but is easy to access. The old afterpay. Yeah, all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's addictive. What, like what are some things, I know you sort of touched on it, but... In terms of staying committed to a budget, like what's the difference between a budget you create to look like you're being productive and then the difference between one that is actually going to help you and you'll stick to? How can you stay committed to a budget? The goal part of that is what Phil mentioned earlier. So it's got to be like a meaningful goal to you. It might be that you want to save your first $10,000, even Mm. just for the attempt that like, shit, I know I can do it. Then you've Mm. got the confidence later in life that, okay, you can do that again. This Mm. is the methodology you used. Um, you know, th- things like that, and and it might also be just trying to limit your spending on things because you're wondering, well, why why do I keep spending this money on these sorts of things? Am I just trying to make myself feel better, or am I trying to impress people that don't care? You know, th- yeah. those sorts of things because they are they're hard to talk about, but they're they're legit, and that's why what drives a lot of consumer behaviour is people want to feel like they fit in. Mm. And we've all got that in us. We want to fit in and we want to be belong to things. And so we see popular people buying things and think, well, we better as well, but we can't afford them. So then we'll find ways to. And shopping is, is addictive. Like it gives you that dopamine hit. Because mm, you're the rush. Yeah. So yeah. if you're working to a budget, you know, some people often hear people say, ah, not on the budget, I'm not buying it. And I mean, I, I don't necessarily act like that or or behave like that but i see that that, that's how they've set up a budget to be successful for them because then they go no well i've used all of my spending money therefore as much as i want that new fancy t-shirt i can't have it because my my budget and my belief system doesn't allow me to buy that this month so i'm either going to have to wait and often when you wait to buy something you end up getting to a point where you're like well actually i don't i'm not not as invested in it not i don't really care so i think again it, it builds more habits that you can then take into other areas of your life gee there was some real yeah. value bombs was that, there. was that even the question yeah no yeah. yeah that was really good practically i'm just sitting here thinking um you know spreadsheets are probably old-fashioned there's going to be apps for it these days oh yeah, Ch- yeah jump on the old phone apps. and it'll probably hook up with something that's going to give you a virtual slap in the face when you're spending money that you probably shouldn't be mm. um i think the main banks do have stuff on their websites so it's been a while, but I last looked at the ASB online banking and they do have a budgeting thing once you're logged in. So it hooks up to your bank account and yeah. you can analyse yeah. it all and you can go back and look at it and it'll probably make you shit your pants. Yeah. Um, but if it's something that you genuinely 
um, want to go down a path on, make a commitment to it. Yeah. Mm. And and be consistent. Yeah, and I guess developing that discipline. But I suppose the discipline comes when you have a goal that's you think is worthwhile. Yep. You yeah. know. To yeah. achieve. And and if it's not, like you find yourself falling off of the wagon, then try and set a more meaningful goal. Mm. Um, or, you know, one thing that I do and that I I've heard people talk about in this while I'm trialing is like get get money if you if if you're have got a saving goal, try not to look at it all the time. It's the opposite of what yeah. we're taught to do. It's try and keep it out of your brain because then you can't be tempted to think, Okay, that's my safety net. Yeah. Your brain's actually like, Okay, I need to get more yeah um or or you're not as tempted to spend it because it's not sitting right there so you got to figure out what what works for you and then mm. and then just have the awareness to be like that that doesn't actually really work for me or whatever and for me you know like i'd love a, a beer and a bet but i set a limit on how much i can put onto online having a bet because i know that previously if i didn't i'd be like oh well you know whatever it's only another hundred bucks or whatever yeah. so where does 250k fit in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey man sort of blew, blew the budget out of that one yeah. um but you know you, that that's a form of budgeting where i'm like okay that's going to be my my limit so i i've understood a, a weakness and gone how can i fix that or set something in place to then create a better habit around it so it doesn't have mm. to just be about how much you earn and how much you can save and how much you can spend or how much you shouldn't spend. It's, mm. you know, these little areas of where you can spend. Okay, well, how much am I? How am I, how am I going to limit the, the risk? And it might be don't don't take the credit card increase that Westpac just fires you in the email and say, oh, you're a great customer and you you have given another two k and you're like, oh shit, sweet. Yeah. Go there back the other way, send them back the credit card. Or yeah. cut it up and get the debit cash. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I guess debit. yeah. That's a lot more common these days, eh? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Don't be spending money you don't have. You were running a poll, I think, about if you have a credit. I did, yeah. and like What's the, the last time I checked it, it was fifty-fifty. Fifty-fifty. On who did mm. and who didn't, which I found really interesting mm. to see too, because I thought it would have been less people had one, but it was just smack bang fifty-fifty. Mm. Um, interesting. Well, yeah. not so long ago, that would have been like. 85% had a credit yeah. card because yeah. debit cards weren't even a thing not not that long ago. Yeah. yeah. And I think most of the people who I knew personally who put yes to having a credit card, I knew that they had it for some big purchase or something that they'd spent and they're paying it off. Mm. Yeah. That was like a lot of the yeses mm. that I like knew of and then yeah the nos were just a lot of like younger people who would have never like had any debt like that or yeah. um or maybe they've got overdraft instead. That would yep. probably be another interesting one to see how many people have overdrafted. I feel like that's quite common. Yeah, I think your point, Luke, that you made on one of the very early podcasts about going through your bank statement. Yeah, and highlighting highlighting stuff mm. that you can cut out. Yeah, that's that's Patterns. real real smart. And yeah. then if you've got um, bank transactions for a month that goes on to three pages, yeah. the challenge would be then to get that down to one page. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean moving all the spending onto a credit or another card and then mm. transferring it. Uh, keep it all in one place, but just try and use the card less. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like some of the other things we've talked about, don't don't beat yourself up about it or compare yourself to other people mm. because mm. everybody's on different income levels. Some people inherit money, other people don't. And you're sitting there thinking, how do they have money so quickly? And mm. You do you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, because exactly. you just end up being like, shit, I'm not achieving fast enough, and you beat yourself up, and you probably end up going and having a blowout because you yeah. just pissed out, pissed off about it. You mm. think, oh, I'm never going to get ahead. Mm. I'm going to go and buy all this yeah. stuff anyway to make yourself feel better. 
mm. or whatever. Yeah. So you have to just you know set yourself your own goal, but share it with like mates or whatever if you if you can trust them or if you know that it's not going to affect you too much. But you know your ten grand to you might be a um, hundred grand to somebody else, or it might be a thousand. I think I, I saw a stat the other day that only three percent of the people in the world have over a hundred thousand dollars, which mm. doesn't sound like many people, but it is a shitload of people. Mm. But mm. You know, I think everyone's got this uh, maybe false sense that it's so easy to accumulate all this money, but it's it's actually bloody hard because it is expensive. So you've mm. got to take. You fancy yourself as a one percenter. So what are the one percent banking, mate? I don't know. They must have like <laughs> yeah, there'll must, be a stat. Yeah, there yeah, will be. be a few more zeros. Yeah, though. I'd say yeah. so. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So <laughs> set uh, set unachievable goals, but at the same time, set ones that you're gonna stick to, mm. and and doesn't matter if you make down the roads you know done it five times faster than you or whatever you know stick to mm. stick to what's going to make you happy yeah because i was going to say like for some people like especially students who might see people on higher incomes than them because a lot of young people i feel like it fluctuates between some people might have these jobs straight out of school and other people are doing the uni degree and they think i can't save as much as that person like like you say, they should just focus on their own own thing and, and go from there with their own goals because the other person's gonna have different goals to them as well based yeah. on their situation. Yep, and they might they might have a crippling disease one day that takes all that money off them. You never know, you know. Mm. So it's not worth trying to compare yourself to other people's situations. It's just think, figure out what's in your control, and go back to your podcast around um, the what the compound effect effectively yeah. of of compounding growth you know so you might be saving a little bit or and, and some of your mates have already left uni and they're into these awesome jobs or some of them didn't go to uni and they're in trades and they're making a shitload of money mm. and you're at uni thinking well wow i'm gonna end up with debt and all of this well you know you've still got a whole life to generate income so you don't have to have it all sorted by 25 or 30 no. or do the best you can with what you've got yeah 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 and yeah and you know get into KiwiSaver early and things like that that are going to force you to create good habits and that that's again compounding because by the time you get to 65 you're going to have all that compounded growth plus mm. contributions or you might get to 35 and buy a, buy a house using your KiwiSaver money and whatever they let you do with it so good habits I think are more important than any form of budgeting eh? and so a budget should teach mm. you where your habits aren't working uh, and where they need to start yeah. working write that down listeners that's yeah. that's worth remembering that one yeah if someone wants to start budgeting but they're just so shit with money like they just have always been shit with money their parents are shit with money you know their family has a, a r- yep. record of being shit with money can they seek help somewhere or how do they go about improving that situation or something really rash that just occurred to me because it's it's predominantly younger people that potentially are still living at home yeah mm. right why don't you hand over control of your money to mum and dad? Mm. Let them, you know, you bank the money into the account from your work, yep. and then they've got uh, your bank statements coming through, which they can see what's going on, so there's the accountability piece. Yep. You don't have a, a debit card or an FPOS card or whatever it is, and you've got a certain amount of cash each week yeah. in your wallet. That's for everything for that week, the, be it your food, your gas... Mm. your public transport and your your entertainment funds and once it's gone it's gone and yeah. if it's gone by yep. day four out of seven <laughs> well you're, you're gonna fucked. have to go and do some hustling 
yeah, yeah and it's i mean it sounds so unrealistic and stupid i know people will be like oh bugger that mm. but i literally now i practice that effectively like in a different way and i used to think like that a number of years ago and think oh i wish sometimes i did that i just gave my mate my money or whatever mm. and, and i didn't and i would love to know what my life would look like if mm. you did yeah yeah yep. or just yeah. or the, i could have, would have got into those habits faster and i've learned the reason i'm now doing it is because i've learned basically from the mistake and so now i'm like doing it even faster trying to mm. speed it up because i know that i i was given the right information to do something so smart it might even be to take to keep it simpler give a percentage of your money to mum and dad and say hey um i, I you can't give this back to me and mm. unless something major happens and then you mm. just build instant accountability that you can't go back to your olds and go oh hey you know how i gave you two grand over the last two months or whatever can i please have it back and they'll be like what for and you got to decide well do you need a lie to your parents or um, are you going to tell them the truth and yeah. they're going to say well sorry you told us and depending yeah. on how hard assed your parents are they might be yeah. like don't even fucking bother yeah um, yeah so it, it is it's a good it's a good strategy keeping yourself broke effectively yeah mm. yeah and and there's that level of accountability mm. Mm. and just make sure that they don't spend it either yeah <laughs> I was going to say yeah what if like your parents are shit with money and they spend yeah. it all or you well, don't yeah, have mum and dad around yeah, yeah well then that's some interesting family dynamics you've probably got some bigger <laughs> problems yeah. that might be another podcast yeah, true. <laughs> I guess the sorted website's quite good for a, an overall basic level of um of financial understanding. Sorted.org.nz. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean they've website. poured a lot of money into helping mm. people budget and stuff like that. And that is a good one. They have yeah. a lot about KiwiSaver on there too. Yeah. And if you've got rich rich, uh, like friends, their parents, like ask them. Mm. Hey, do you mind? Could I just put your brain for half an hour to an hour? Yeah. Um, People, they probably love it. Yeah, yeah. But like more than they'll be like, yeah, I yeah. can I can help you and yeah. and just explain like, oh hey, um, you know, I, I don't have many people that I can ask for this sort of advice. Do you, do you mind if I shout you a coffee and just sort of ask, is there anything I could be doing better or anything that you that you did that you would recommend or mm. whatnot? And I like I've literally picked the brains of people that are got millions or just listen to what they're talking about because I'm like mm. they've like they say success leaves clues and they've already done it they've already figured it out and most people haven't fluked it yeah so it's worth just saying or being cheeky going can can i just understand what these things are that have helped you get there yeah and i mean most kiwis are more than willing to to share right they are Mm. yeah if you ask the right questions yeah and it's just trying to find those types of people that you can learn from Yeah. yeah yeah for sure any final thoughts on that oh managing money is bloody hard yeah, yeah, real hard. It's it's not easy. Don't beat yourself up about it. And, and in this day and age, when younger people are presented with so many different forms of media, you know, Instagram, you see these shiny objects, yeah. and you're just like, fuck, I've got to have the latest and greatest because Sally down the road's got it, or bloody Jenny, who's this fancy dancy fucking influencer, is rocking the latest whatever it is. Yeah, just like you said on one of an earlier podcasts, that top right button on follow. Yeah, get that shit out of your feed, and it'll it'll clear up your mind, and it'll help mm. you refocus um, the priorities in life on where your money should go. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's some, that's some, that's some real good stuff there. And when you see those influencers that are encouraging you to buy shit, mm-hmm. remember that they got it for fucking free. Yeah. <laughs> so that means it wasn't even worth anything. Yeah. You know, don't get caught up in that trap because you're gonna make yourself feel better for X amount of time and yeah get comfortable being uncomfortable and get comfortable not not fitting in and not having to seek um that oh yeah i've got to have what all my mates have got etc you know to 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 feel like i'm 
included in the circle or whatever. You've is got to figure really out. Is really having the latest iPhone that important? Yeah. Or does the uh, the iPhone that you've got that still does exactly the same? Yeah. Still meet the yeah. need. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's like distinguishing between what's like practical yeah. and what still works to what. Like the difference between what's working and what is just the latest thing. I did that exact thing the other day where I went to get an iPhone because mm-hmm. my thing's just slowing down and I'm like, right, what's the latest iPhone? I want the biggest screen one because I could do more on it. That's how it's justifying in my head. And I was like, 2,900 bucks. I'm like, that's dearer than my laptop. And I'm like, my yeah. laptop's outstanding. It's crazy, and yeah. then I saw on the other side, they had all these uh, other iPhones and I'm like, oh, do they still make those? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like a thousand something. And I'm like, oh, but that's only got one camera or whatever. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to even use three cameras. Like, I take the shittest pictures anyway. Mm. Just record back and forth Instagrams and Snapchats and shit, which won't matter if it's with the best camera or not. Yeah. So I ended up being like, oh, I'm just going to go ask Ben or a mate who knows about technology and be like, do you think there's genuinely any point in me having the flashest camera set up? Because I'm not even going to understand it, nor use it to its full potential. Yeah. Well, I think that is a good overview of budgeting and maybe... iPhones. Yeah, iPhones, waste of money, maybe. Yeah. The iPhones are bloody good. But yeah. it really just highlights the importance, I think, of your podcast that you're doing. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously for this to resonate with so many people, financial literacy in New Zealand isn't the best. No. Mm. And, you know, there's a real gap out there for practical tools that young people can learn from it um, at school or through university and start and build up those habits. The tools totally. are out there. They're just people need to be shown where to find them yeah and don't be don't be scared to ask the questions you know like what's the difference between a budget and a cash flow what even is a cash flow like all those things just Mm. just put your hand up and ask because yeah people people want to help and you know Mm. you can then address some of these questions and conversations on your podcast money in and money out isn't an old concept it's been going on for generations and generations so the first people that you Mm. should probably be asking is your parents Mm. they've Mm. been through exactly the same thing yeah yeah yeah, I think that's that is the whole point of this podcast and making it like making people realise that it can be simple. It doesn't have to be yeah. complicated, yeah. and it can be interesting as well um, to understand your own like financial situation, but also just your own life situation <laughs> and all that kind of thing. So yeah, all right, that's awesome. We'll finish it there, and thanks heaps for being on again, guys. No All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.